Welcome back to another week of instigating with Clarky and Drury, our final regular episode Whoa. for 2022. Can you believe it, Clarky? It's unbelievable. We're brought to you as always by our friends at Cool Bet Canada, Listowel Squash Courts, Listowel Vision Care, and see the game. Thanks again to our great sponsors for another fun year here. And Clarky, yeah, it's unbelievable. 2022, it's almost over, yeah. man. Wow, it is unbelievable. And it's going out. Uh, like a lion, I guess we could say we're supposed to get pounded by snow this weekend. Christmas Day, we're going to wake up to a blizzard. It's going to be, you know, hopefully Santa will make it through, but uh, I believe he will. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a fun year of instigating, hasn't it? We've had some fun this year, and we're looking forward to 2023 to have more fun. We have had fun. Yeah, it's going to be pretty nasty all across basically the bulk of the province. This airs, of course, Friday night and, of course, on Sunday nights as well. As well. I mean, stay in and watch some instigating. Uh, I would recommend That's not right. traveling, um, obviously. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's uh, it's going to be OK. I guess I guess the bigger concern, it sounds like, is the wind yeah. with potential power outages. So hopefully it, it doesn't get too bad because. You want to be able to get the turkey in the oven and have power for Christmas, but hopefully everybody's stocked up and is going to be all right. Speaking of being stocked up, yeah, are you stocked up on New York Rangers gear? Because <laughs> if our viewers uh, and listeners remember, oh uh, come on, last week you had to make room. We we set aside a segment for your son-in-law, Ryan Duck, to come on here, a big Rangers fan, and you guys had to bet the game that night, Rangers-Leafs. The Leafs lost the Jimmy VC revenge tour oh, two goals, and Igor Shesterkin stoned uh, you guys, yeah, and you said yeah. you'd wear a jersey for the whole show. It's yeah, the top like, of the show. Okay, but, like, come on. Like, the Leafs, like, 18 no, games or no, 16 no, no. games in a row, and they lose one care. game, and I get punished? One game, and I you get You took punished. the bet. This was your doing. You wanted this. You uh, wanted the segment. I got Let's it. Let's remember that. I'll put it on. There it is. Wow. It Sharp looking jersey, too, eh? We just got to get like a Drury on the back of that. That would be the only thing missing. There he is. There we go. There, there we is. go. There Hope Why don't you stand happy. up a little bit? No, Let everybody no, see the logo. No, yep, you yep. saw it. Yep. You saw no, it. No, no. There it is. Kitchener Rangers. Right no, no. Nice Kitchener Rangers. Yeah, with an NHL emblem. Now, let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something a little bit about uh -huh. the Rangers. This is why I don't have a problem wearing this jersey. Okay. Okay. I would yeah. never, ever, ever take a bet to have to wear a Montreal Canadiens jersey. I would never wear it. I'll never wear one. Yeah. But the Rangers, okay. I'll tell you, I once wore a Ranger hat, New York Ranger hat, proudly. And I went to Madison Square Garden and cheered for the Rangers twice uh, um, because a friend of mine played for the Rangers. Mark Osborne. Uh, I grew up right. in, okay. yeah. with Mark, and then he became a Leaf like three times he was traded to Toronto. Um, but um, when Mark played for the Rangers, I went down there with a buddy, and we we actually uh, went to three games in four nights. They played twice at home and once in New Jersey in four nights, and we went to all three games. The unfortunate part is, and I'll never forget this story. Oh, it was back in the... Uh, I guess it was probably late 80s, um, but we, we flew from Buffalo to New York on an airline called People's Express Airline, and it was $33 to fly from Buffalo to New York, okay? 33 bucks. Ozzy told us, once we get off the plane, we got to go to, I don't know, some bus terminal, and we're going to take a, a bus to Costco, Connecticut. That's where he lived, Costco, Connecticut, about 45 minutes north of 
of New York. The bus cost us $60. So we took a plane for 33 and we jumped on a bus and we took it up and he met us at the bus station in Coscob, Connecticut. We get off the bus, me and a buddy who both, we both know Mark pretty well. We get off the bus and Mark is there with a cast on his foot and crutches. Oh no. He broke his foot two days earlier in a fight. Uh, and Mark didn't fight that much, but he broke it in a fight. So we spent a great four days with Mark, went to the games, but didn't get to see him play because he was injured. Um, but I sat beside, and I'm, I'm sure you must know, Carol Alt, mm-hmm. a movie uh, actress. She was married to Ron Greshner of the Rangers, and that's who we sat with. And my one-time brush with greatness, Ryan, I got in the elevator at Madison Square Garden with... Christopher Reeves, Superman. Oh, wow. I kid you not. Yeah. Incredible stuff. I kid you not. So that was my one time going while well, I went to two games at Madison Square. But so the Rangers sort of had, you know, a little bit of, okay, I would put on a Ranger jersey, not a problem, but I would uh-huh. never put on a Montreal Canadiens jersey. So here it is, you know, when my little uh, grandson Riker, there's a great picture of Riker right there with his leaf hat on. Isn't that great right there, that picture of Riker? When it's Riker a great was pick. Yeah. I know why you're doing this. So, I mean, geez, Ryan, isn't that I'm sorry. A, like, isn't that nice? Look at that. Yeah, good looking kid. I don't know about the attire, but that's. He came to visit good. me today at the dealership at Larry Hudson's and uh, has his helmet on. So, this might be the most long winded way of saying I lost a bet that I've ever heard. I mean, you could have just. <laughs> I had to. You know, I told get you guys. To the point, you know, you know, like, you guys were like all over me last week, like the Twitter, the sweating and the I'm like, guys, it's OK. Well, it's OK. I get it. And I and as I told you, I thought they were actually going to lose. I told guys at work that I thought they were going to lose the game, but they can't win every game. They can't. It's never happened. Oh, they can't. But so. and and but they could have won that one. And they, they could have. So. And then they lost. I should have bet you. I yeah, mean, you well, hey, yeah, I could have like half the game. I could have worn Capitals jersey. No, I wouldn't have done that either. But no. Yeah. So there I we go. Need, I got uh, it on. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I'm not going to bet you stuff like that. I don't need non-believers wearing my team's jersey. Exactly. That's that's right. That's right. We're all about. Speaking of, how can you go against that? Like how, how can you it's, like, look at that. It's picture. as convincing as it gets. I'm still not going to be a Leaf fan, <laughs> but if anyone could talk me into it, it might be Riker, but I'm not going to do it. So that's just go. too bad. Yeah. Speaking of really quick. And you teased me at the end of last week's show about it, obviously, because by that time he'd done it, the big cat, uh, 800. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I, I really, uh, I feel lucky before we dive into some of our best of clips for the year, including, uh, we're going to end it with, the, uh, I think, the best rant of the season, Clarky, And you yeah. you took ownership of that. <laughs> Things Pens were flying, some wood splinters. I uh, a, a dent in a desk. We'll, we'll tee that up. But I do want to make a little room now to just talk about the big cat. Uh, 800 for over third ever. I mean, by the time this airs, he still hasn't done it as we record this on Tuesday. But. By the time this airs, he'll probably have tied or passed Gordy. It's incredible. I never thought I'd live to see somebody score 800, let alone come close to Gretzky or Gordy. It's I feel lucky. Yeah, it's it really is something. And and I think I think people now, you know, maybe don't appreciate as much him and Sid, the two of them coming in after that lockout. Like those two guys saved the NHL. 
They really did. Like the NHL would not have recovered. It would have come back. There you go. Okay. I forgot. To you. That's give good. me a hat. No, nope. I, I, I appreciate that. But yeah. the NHL would not have recovered as quickly as they did and be in as financially good a position without yeah. those two guys. They carried mm-hmm. the mail for a long time. And yeah. um, to see both of them achieve what they have and now see him score 800. Um, it's him and two other guys. Like it really is incredible. So uh, yeah, props to um, really good stuff. Let's start digging into some of these clips. Obviously the first one here, we're just going to play a little highlight pack here of our show that we did just before the masters with our buddy, Ian Doig, who, who recently had a successful operation. Uh, he, he posted on Facebook after his surgery, he had, he had a heart surgery, it went well, Doigie. We love you, buddy. You're going to be back on the show really soon. We wish you a speedy recovery. We spent a great day down at the sim um, with him at the sim bar and and golf simulator. It was a really fun day. He yeah. was giving you some golfing tips, and yeah, you guys played a little uh, closest to the pin competition here. I know producer Adams yeah. got it teed up, and you actually, if I memory serves, Clarky. You won the closest to the pin. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, uh, not when we were on the air, Ryan. I don't know if you remember afterwards, but I was so determined after that I took about 100 more shots and I got within nine inches once to beat Ian uh, for That's the night. Right. During the show, no, I did not win it. As far as okay. I can remember, I didn't win it, but uh, I did after. But you know what? Like, you know, Ian really helps my game. Like, there's no question he is an unbelievable instructor. He's helped my game immensely. Um, and he, near the end of this season, got another hole-in-one. And guess how many hole-in-ones he's had in his career? Why did he not tell us that he had had two prior to that? So does he not have three now? He has 15. Oh my God, 15. 15. He's only got a whole round of golf of hole in ones. Yeah, he's had 15 hole in ones. He had his 15th late in the season. Wow. Yeah. That's so incredible stuff. It is incredible. Yeah, 15 hole in ones. I've never had one. I've come close twice within like two, three inches. One was at Nobleton Lakes. Um, Gosh, I what can't remember. What was it? Like a par oh, three? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, wooden sticks. I came close on the what they call the replica of the posted stamp, uh, which is a very, very tiny green um, in uh, Ireland or Scotland or England. One of those courses over there where they play the open. Uh, the posted Doigie would know. Doigie would know. And I came very close on both of those holes. But uh, yeah, it was uh, he had 15 hole ones. So he, anyone, Ian Doig Golf Academy uh, is the way to go. Um, and yes, um, very successful surgery. He was home. He had a heart surgery in the morning and he was home and posting on Facebook in the afternoon. Yeah. He, he didn't know. find any room to post about the Leafs and how bad no, they play no, defensively no. sometimes. No, ho- but yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Which he's infamous yeah. for. He is. I'm and sure I was he'll... up there a couple weeks ago to his place. Uh, we spent That's the night. That's right. Sue and yeah, I spent he... the night up there and uh, it was a great time. We watched the game. They lost in overtime. I can't remember who they played, but they lost in overtime. I think it was uh, Tampa, who they played. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that was during their streak where they didn't lose in regulation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
You enjoy you golf, Cali. We'll be back. I think we'll. I think we're gonna. Yeah. We we had talked with we'll him. We're gonna plan on being back at the sim either for the Masters <clears throat> or potentially one of the big opens. Masters probably, but we're gonna go back there because that was a really really fun show. And, it and was. speaking of this, you know is what else I can't wait? Show. I, you know what I can't wait? I can't wait to bring Riker golfing. Like I'm gonna bring him Riker golfing one day. That'll be fun. I, we there all love Riker here. Enough of the picture. It's <laughs> all right. We we've got it. All right. It might come out a couple more times. This this is our last regular show. The show at the sim where you can see the whole thing where yeah. Doggy actually gives a lot of yeah. really helpful golf tips, including to me who I can't golf. But he like he he is a great instructor. Like he makes everything make sense. Yeah. Uh, taught me how to hold a club properly. I've never been taught mm-hmm. how to do that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to replay that show. We're going to show it again. Uh, one of the two weeks here during our holiday break after this show, we're going to take a two week break and then come back feeling fresh. For the new year, we're going to replay that one. We're going to replay our day as well at the Listowel Squash Courts. And we're going to see some uh, of that show included in our little clip rundown here, too. But let's move on to uh, another one. And that's actually what we have teed up next. Your squash game with Alan when we oh, spent yeah. a night over at the Listowel Squash Courts. And again, Listowel Squash Courts, go to their website. It's super easy to sign up. Uh, there's a bunch of different packages you can get. Alan, if you've never played before, Alan, our buddy Alan MacArthur over there, he he actually has a lesson plan set up where if you're a new player, you can buy a package and he will instruct you and play with you and teach you how to play the game. It's like super simple to get into. Um, and we had a great night there, including uh, some of this. I know producer Adam's got this one teed up too. You actually decided to take on Alan and, and this is how it looked. Double, double. Thanks for calling that. So it's a gentleman's <laughs> game. That hit the ball floor twice, so it's my point. Some people don't call it, but you're supposed to. <laughs> Sporting Clarkie. What's the score? 3-2? Three, 3-2. Two? Three, two. Oh, sorry. Okay. Four? Four two, Ryan. <laughs> Was that in your way? Good game. Could have been a call to let there. Went right through my legs, but I didn't want to move. Anyway, there's a little example. That's why he's at 28th, but he's going to move up. <laughs> Chirping he's the, the best owner. owner of a squash court in Listowel. Number one. Alan owner. MacArthur. He's the guy. Ryan, back to you. Thanks, Clarky. All right. Now that we've got an example of a game of squash, we're going to let Alan cool down after that embarrassing loss to Clarky. <laughs> yeah, and it was an embarrassing loss. Why? And I mean, well, and you could hear at the start of that clip, I'm sure, if you want to rewind on your PBR and turn the volume up if you missed it, Clarky really huffing and puffing through that Shut game. Up. And I he did. managed to. I was down to managed. nothing in 1-5-2. It took me a little time to get going, but I was That's fine right. after that. Yeah, I'm in That's fifth right. now, Ryan, just so you know. I'm in or sixth, I think. So There you go. Well, hmm. all right. So you're, you're climbing the ladder. Wednesday night this week. Chris Clark versus Steve Sabrin at the golf at the uh, squash courts. If you want to go over, I know we're recording this a little early this week, Tuesday, but tomorrow night, eight o'clock, eight fifteen, game time. Okay, yeah. So you're you're clock inviting me comes. because our viewers obviously won't be there. <laughs> yeah, you uh, should come. 
I might because y- you know what? I because of this gnarly storm that we're apparently going to get slammed with, I might be heading to Kitchener tomorrow, tomorrow night being mm. Wednesday as we record yeah. this, just to be there early because we don't want to get stranded. <laughs> I-, I do not right. want to miss out on no. Jim Kilgore's special Christmas pies oh. on Christmas Eve. We, oh. we, we, we eat Jim's homemade meat pies. Yeah, I'm not missing that. So we might no. head up there early and I'll finish my work week a... out there because yeah. I don't want to get stuck here. I'm actually supposed to call a junior C game in Walkerton on Friday. Might not happen because I don't think that I'm going to be risking getting trapped in the Walkerton arena, yeah. the coldest <laughs> arena around <laughs> Yeah, uh, I played for there. Christmas uh, with the power out. I'm not yeah. sleeping in a dark arena. So, yeah, apparently the storms can be really, really bad. But you know what hasn't been bad? This show. This show this year has been really good. Why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, there's lots more to revisit, including one of my better rants from the year. We had longtime baseball scout and coach and instructor currently out in B.C., Tom Volk. We had him on and I was ranting about the baseball owner situation. We'll revisit that next here on Instigating. Welcome back to the final regular season show for 2022 events game with Clark and Drury brought to you by our friends at cool bet Canada list will squash courts list will vision care and see the game Ryan Drury back here with Clarkie revisiting some of our favorite moments from 2022 we already kind of looked back at the closest to the pin competition when we were with Alan Doig or Ian Doig pardon Ian. Me, at the sim and uh you know, obviously, we yeah. we send our well wishes to Doig. He just had a major surgery. We're going to be back there with him in the new year for sure. Revisited Clarkie's squash game with our friends at Listwell Squash Courts and the owner, Alan MacArthur, where Clarkie miraculously beat him. And then he <coughs> chirped him at the end. That was godless. Like the it was chirp at the end. He's 28. <laughs> it was, uh, no, it, I, I'm all here for a good chirp. Let's revisit. One of the better guests that I, I had a really great time chatting with this guy, Tom Volk, who's been a longtime MLB scout, baseball instructor, coach, currently out in BC at the time we were talking to him. He, I know he ran his the, daughter's uh, playing. He ran the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, I think, too, didn't he? He did. He, he yeah. well, in the very least, he was on the board of directors. Okay. Um, but but, but yeah, yeah, he, he had was a great. huge hand in in running that. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I got onto a, a pretty good tangent with him where he he kind of agreed with me just at, at the time we were talking about baseball owners and the economics of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. and how screwed up it is. I'm still mad about it every time I bring it up. I'm salty because I'm an A's fan and they have the worst owner ever. Uh, I know Adam's got that teed up. Let's have a listen to my thoughts that I kind of directed to Tom and what he thought of it. What I struggle with, though, is I think that those two guys, Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins, are too married to that mentality that they were basically almost forced to have running Cleveland because Cleveland is a notoriously cheap team, and they constantly had to watch big free agents and big players leave that organization. And so they always had to go, okay, where's the next kid coming from? Where's the next guy that we can find? Whereas 
with the Jays, they're the third, I believe the third richest ownership group in Major League Baseball. They should not be worrying about stuff like that. And that was my problem with their trade deadline, Tom. And Clarkie, you know this too. Don't hold on to all these prospects just to say, look at our farm system. This team's supposed to win now. I don't care that Ricky Tiedemann might pitch for the Jays in five years. I couldn't care less. I want to still be playing games. And we talked about Castillo. All these guys. We talked about Seattle. Seattle getting Castillo. The reason that the Jays didn't get Castillo is because they didn't want to give up Gabriel Moreno. Great. How did he do? I think Gabriel Moreno is an incredible prospect. Sure. Sure. You have Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk. I don't care that you've got this incredible catcher. I agree. Not to. We're supposed to be winning now. And I think that they're so reticent to give up any high-level prospects that they go, oh, well, but if we give him up, we'll... You know, we'll we'll have our cupboards bare. Who cares? Alex Anthopoulos yeah, went win, all in, win, win, and Just he win. didn't win. He didn't win the World Series, but everybody here still holds him in unbelievably high regard because they went. You know what? That guy went for it. That's they, right. He didn't win the World Series, but he went for it. And no and if anybody yeah. here would have said, "Oh, I can't believe they traded Gabriel Moreno for Luis Castillo," let's say. I, I would have yeah. been like, yes, let's go. Four yeah. power pitchers, come on. Yeah. And that that's my problem with those two guys, Tom. I don't know what your thoughts are. No, maybe I mean they that. like they've made. I'll give them credit like, when they signed Ryu. And again, he's Tommy Johnny right now. He's slowed down. He's not looking so good. But again, back to the time they did it, I love that they got him. How yeah. about getting? How about getting Springer straight after the? Um, who's the Yankees guy that won the batting title the year before? Um, 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 oh, La Lockia, Lockia. Oh, DJ Lemayhew. Lemayhew, thank you. Sorry. Um, the uh, he he he. I watched that scenario, and I'm thinking he is using the Jays and these suckers. And I was thinking about Atkins and and uh, Shapiro are actually believing he's going to come to Toronto. Of course, he used them in my mind to get more salary from New York, and he signed. And I thought you two got duped. And then they signed Springer, and I thought Springer was doing the same thing. So I was wrong. They got him, and hats off to them for doing that one. Um, they did, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, Barrios. You you can't blame them. They they he had pitched consistently for seven years, and and I think he's going to come back and make things maybe a little tighter in his windup and things to get back to a you know kind of a thirteen and nine guy in the future and get him what they want. Gosman obviously had a fantastic year, and um, so I I don't say they failed at everything, but the stuff that's really anchors me with them is even when they come on what's the first thing they did they raise ticket prices the jays just oh and then of course shaparo says this is the beauty um he said this in an interview and it was one of the first times i heard him speak so i i didn't like him off the bat he says well you know the fans kept saying to us after 16 or whenever they came in that they had a playoff contender so oh they were saying it we didn't want to make it mad so we didn't make trades that yeah. bullshit since when do you listen to fans about whether you trade people or not? And and then you go raising tickets. Did you ask the fans how do you feel about raising tickets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Like what a jo- I don't know how he even let that come out because he's intelligent. He's mm-hmm. been around. And then uh, the same guy Shapiro said, um, 
What was the other classic? Um, oh, geez. I can't think of it. They, they, they say, and, and Atkins is just like, can you walk the fence any He's better. not the general manager. Let's be honest. He's the paper they, pusher. They right? speak, like, they speak like lawyers. They do well, speak like lawyers. They still do. I'll say this. I mean, the Jays have had a pretty decent looking offseason as we sit here now on what's this December 20th as we record this. I mean, hey, uh, big Oakland fan. I love the Jays too. Bringing in the Bassett hound, uh, Chris Bassett to add to that rotation is, is awesome. Still not loving the potential of going back to the Yusei Kikuchi. Well, with, Mitch Oh my God. White. If that guy is, if you see Kikuchi, you say Kikuchi is, is back in this rotation. Like what, what's going on? Like really? And like Bassett, I was, I was listening to uh, Mark Hepsher's, uh, uh, podcast of the day, and he was going Hebsy through on sports. Hebsy on sports. He was going through every one of Bassett's outings last year and length of games. And like this guy averaged the longest games in the major leagues last year. It seemed like, like this guy might be impacted big time by the pitch count, by uh, pitch clock. So we'll have to see how we adjust to that. However, you know what? Like getting back to the whole Shapiro Atkins thing. These guys, I think, outsmart themselves at times. And that, you know, like they sometimes I think they sit back thinking, you know what? Like maybe this isn't the year to make the run. The Yankees are looking good. And, and, you know, you know, like just go for it. Just go for it. You know, like it just seems like uh, Alex Anthopoulos, who obviously the Jays had in their grasps and let him go and um, just does it year after year, just doesn't seem to care about, uh, the future because he feels he can correct a team if he wants to at any time. Cause he's not afraid to make a deal, right? Ryan, he's not afraid to make a deal. And these guys he's not just... afraid. No, he's not afraid to make a deal, but here's the thing too, with the situation. And yes, some of these guys were already there in Atlanta, but look at the contracts that he has signed with these star guys, dude, Ronald Acuna jr. They've got him locked up a hundred mil for the next, eight odd years. It was a 10 year, hundred million dollar deal. He's probably yeah. kicking his agent with studded cleats yeah. right now, yeah. but they mm -hmm. got that dude locked up. He makes right. an aggressive move last off season to bring in my guy, Oli bomb, Matt Olson. He's your, he's a Georgia peach. He's from Atlanta. He's yeah. your first baseman for the next seven years. He's one of the best power bats. Geez. How good would Matt Olson? I know they already got Chapman, but how good would the left-handed power bat of Matt Olson look mm -hmm. in a Jays lineup that really, really needs mm -hmm. lefty bats? No, I'm not saying they could afford it. That yeah. would push them way yeah. up into the tax, which yeah. they are technically over. They're in the the uh, the luxury threshold. Yeah, and that and and Ross Atkins said recently that they have no financial constraints; that they're right. happy to push further into it. They need lefty bats. Michael Brantley's off the market now. He's going to go back to Houston. Why wouldn't mm -hmm. he? There's mm -hmm. another guy up. So I think the two biggest things, and we talked about it last week with our buddy Rob Longley, the two biggest things they still need are versatility in their hitting lineup with some lefty bats that are actually decent because Rymel Tapia, God love him, not enough. They're going to have to go by way of trade to do it. And last week we brought up that Brian Reynolds is a guy that the Pittsburgh Pirates are happily shopping right now. And my God, if they could get Brian Reynolds 
And Brian Reynolds is a guy that can play any of the outfield positions. If Gurriel's hurt, if Springer's hurt, he can go to left. He can go to right. He is a center fielder by trade. Keir Myers hurt. He can go. I mean, it's one of those things where I think that they're going to have to go by way of trade for that. And then outside of that, the other big thing obviously is they really, really need some power arms in that bullpen because they don't have them. They don't have the big cannons over there. They need some guys in the bullpen that pitchers are not afraid to hit against, but aren't prepared to hit against. Because when guys are throwing 101, there's no good prep for that. Like it's it's yeah. hard to tee up 101. And they just don't have guys like that. So those are the two big things they need. Tom Balk was awesome. We got to get him on again. Oh, he'll right, be on. Right before baseball season starts, when we really have a good gauge of what the Jays are actually going to look like heading into day yeah. one. Yeah. Um, because he was awesome. He was such a good guest. And I mean, geez, Clarky, you know, he's that guy's forgotten more about baseball than we'll ever know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, Tom was a great guest. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have him on again. And you know, the Jays, I just with those guys running the show, I always just have that feeling that they're not going to do it. Like you know, it's sad, but I just always have that feeling in the back of my mind. These guys haven't proven anything to me that they can actually. Um, like step over that threshold from very good to championship, and they need right. to do it. They well, need to the do poker it. Chips are in, yeah. You know yeah, they I need agree. to do it now. Now, like I'll give them, and and Tom did as well. Like I'll give them the credit. They make the big moves in the off season. Yeah, they but... get Springer, they get Barrios, they get Bassett. They got back. It all started with Ryu, who I know yep. Ryu. It's his, the last year of his deal. He's going to be hurt for a long time. He's probably not going to pitch, which if he can come back and be somewhat healthy and be that five guy and not have Yusei Kikuchi ever touch the hill, that's a positive. But yeah. remember, like when they did sign him his first year, he would finish third in AL Cy Young voting. Like he ate a lot of big boy innings for the Jays on a team that was still finding its footing. Um, so they'll do that. But in season... We all know this. What you look like on paper, it really doesn't matter come June when you're when you're creeping up toward the start of activity with the trade deadline at the end of July. What you thought you looked like in March yeah. doesn't mean much necessarily in early July. And if they're kind of middling again and going on losing streaks, big winning streaks, the Jays had no consistency last year. They mm -hmm. were red hot or they'd go ice cold. Yeah. And it was and, and the bullpen was such a big problem with that. If their season looks similar at that time of year to what it did last year, they better go out and be aggressive. And and look, I thought Anthony Bass pitched some good innings. I thought Zach Pop <laughs> looked okay in spurts. I don't want to see another one of those. I need them to go out and get a big dog that can eat up batters in the seventh and eighth inning. If Romano's still saving games, no problem with that. But I yep. need some guys with a bit of versatility yep. because I look at their bullpen and pretty much go, all these guys basically look the same to me. I need a, I need a cannon. Yep. I need a I cannon. I don't disagree. Don't disagree.
All right. Another big story this year and and maybe one of the worst ones that that anybody in sports media has had Mm. to cover was the Hockey Canada scandal. And it's still a big talking point as we record this news out that authorities are demanding that Hockey Canada turn over more evidence in relation to the 2018 sexual assault involving players in London that were on the 2018 World Junior team. Um, There's five players. They want to bring charges. It's sounding like we might be getting closer to learning who some of these players were. And I think we should. I think Canadians, after being, you know, subjected to some of the insulting language that we were given by Hockey Canada's then board and Andrea Skinner at the time during the hearings with the government, I think we deserve to know um, who was at fault here because yeah. it was a huge yeah. thing coming out the sexual the slush fund to cover up sexual assaults more have come forward since then but we had an opportunity to sit down after we talked to john nader who we've got a clip of here our mp in perth wellington who's on the heritage committee uh that was grilling hockey canada we also chat with our friend sam chang uh subscribe to their podcast the broadcast is one of my favorites but we got a clip here uh chatting with mp of perth wellington john nader on the Hockey Canada scandal, and we've got a clip right here. You bring up, you know, the the funding, and I think that that was one of the things that added on to the, the heinousness of the allegations to begin with. Finding out that Hockey Canada essentially had a slush fund where they were using money that parents are paying into their programming for their kids. John, you've got kids. I'm sure they're going to be playing sports soon. I know a lot. I grew up playing sports. When you discovered that, did that take the seriousness of this to a whole nother level? Because I think a lot of parents and a lot of fans of the game, uh, like myself, are very, very concerned with this. You know, there was a lot of anger about the situation uh, before those allegations came out about uh, kids' registration fees. And once those allegations came, or once those uh, the fact came out that the you know, registration fees were being used to to make payments of this nature, that anger just boiled over. And you know, talking with uh, you know uh, community members, with uh, different people across the country whose kids are in sports, in sports my own uh, son is in uh, is in hockey. You know, to learn that you know kids' registration fees are being used to pay sexual assault. Uh, settlements uh it, it just makes people's blood boil and and it causes a whole lot of anger uh, you know uh, across the country that uh, that these funds are being used in that way and frankly the fact that hockey canada uh kept quiet about this uh, you know they were before the committee you know, they they insinuated that they had some sort of investments that they liquidated uh, to make this happen never once never once did they come before the committee and say that this fund was there or that kids registration fees were being used to uh, to fa- to pay pay the settlement they say they liquidated some of their investments you know, I think the assumption one, the implication was, is this some kind of corporate investment uh, that came in and they, uh, they they liquidated that. But the fact that it was kids' registration fees being used to pay this, it was quite quite frankly uh, unacceptable. And uh, and 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 I think uh, Canadians uh, are not happy about that. And that's one of the reasons why we really need to see meaningful change uh, at Hockey Canada's organization and uh, and a culture change within uh, within Hockey Canada. And a change we're seeing, um, you know, news breaking yep. earlier in the week that they've got a temporary board uh, that looks like it's going to be in place. You know, Cassie Campbell Pascal, uh, yep. one of the great yep. women's players of all time. She's going to be part of it. Uh, they'll serve a one year term and then uh, have, have a revote. But hopefully we're on the road 
to some meaningful change and people that are actually going to take some responsibility and run this organization properly. Ryan, do you think it's going to taint the way you look at this year's World Juniors? No, not this year's. Yeah. I mean, last year's was goofy because they had to stop and they played in August. Yeah, they had to play. I didn't get into it at all, but I think that, well, I just think that it it's not the it's not these current round of players it's not mm-hmm. their fault no that no. the people at the top were this sickeningly unresponsible yeah and irresponsible with funding and and mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is they hit it mm-hmm. it's bad enough that they put funding and I'm not going to tell how, you know, an organization how to use their funds. I'd rather it not be for this. What are you, what is the onus on protecting these players? They're not under contract with Hockey Canada, but bad enough is that all is. It's the fact that they hit it and then they lied about hiding it. And, yeah. and that is, and that is not responsible. Yeah. So I'll happily yeah. watch the world juniors this year. Yep, I okay. really hope that none of the players on the team do something so heinously gross as to sexually yeah. assault somebody. You'd hope that of anybody in society, well, yeah. I would think. Yeah. But I don't hold the failings of the mm-hmm. people in charge at the feet or the skate blades of this yeah. year's World Junior roster. I'm going to watch and I'm going to cheer for Shane Wright. I'm going to cheer for Connor Bedard. I'm going to cheer for the some the OHL guys that I covered. Jack Matier is sure. going to be yep. there. Like I, Ben Godro. I'm going to be yep. cheering for all those guys. <laughs> I don't hold it against them. And and God willing, hopefully they don't do something stupid that they have to try and cover up. But that story might be for me, Clarky, in, in an obviously unfortunate sense, the sports story of the year. It really might be in this country. I think it might be the biggest sports story of the year. Yeah, um, it's hard to argue that and what happened, that it's a it's a huge story. Um, I think it's more of a news story than a sports story, but it is a sports organization. I so, understand what you, you know, mean. It, it's yeah. definitely a big story. No question about it. No question. But I think everything should be up front on it. I think we should find out who the players were. I think everything should be up. Yeah, I really do. Like, let's let's go. Agree. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It it sounded like we're getting closer to that. All right. We'll take one last quick break. When we come back, we'll kind of wrap up our thoughts for the year. Maybe reflect back on some of our favorite moments. I'll begrudgingly, because I know Clarky doesn't want to talk about. I'll begrudgingly bring up the World Cup final. Messi gets his due, uh, and I think most people that appreciate soccer uh, are happy about that. And Like I teased at the start, we're going to play the King Daddy Topper rant. We're going to play the best one of the year, authored by one Chris Clark, coming up next on Instigating. Back to wrap things up on our final regular show for 2022 here on Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Ryan Drury, Chris Clark, back to 
wrap up what's been a pretty fun year here. Remember, uh, over the next two weeks after this show, we're going to re-air some of our best ofs. We picked out two of our favorite shows. We're going to re-air uh, Clarky and I visiting our buddy Ian Doig of the Ian Doig Golf Academy at the Sim Bar and Golf Simulator uh, leading into the Masters earlier this year. We're also going to revisit our night over at the Listable Squash Courts, one of our great sponsors with our buddy Al MacArthur. Clarky beat him in a demonstration of the game. Remember, go on their website. It's easy to sign up. You can go on their Facebook page to do it as well. If you want to start playing squash, our buddy Alan will get you some lessons, get you all suited up and ready to play. Uh, we also appreciate our ongoing support from our friends at CoolBet. Make sure you use coolbet.ca for all your sports betting needs. The Bet Builder, I talk about it all the time. It's my favorite tool. I won some more scratch on NFL games this weekend. I love the Bet Builder on CoolBet and our friends over at Listle Vision Care and see the game. I've Clarky, seen some I, I've seen some really wonky things happen in football, but the thing the Patriots did this past week. I don't need to hear one of the, about this. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Anyway, it's one I, of the worst plays of all time. It, it, it really is. is. And, it and is. If you'll indulge me one last rant. Yes. I, I know that people don't want to hear this because as a Patriots fan, I feel like I have no leg to stand on. I shouldn't be ranting about anything. I had a 20-year run of really fun Yeah, yeah you did. Like, you yeah. know, six Super Bowls, could have been seven or eight. Um, if not for what wasn't actually a catch, but it doesn't matter. I, I'm frustrated. Look, I went into the last two seasons, you know, after Brady left knowing like, like three seasons, pardon me, forgot about the Cam Newton year. I wanted to blank that one out, but I'm frustrated because look last year with a rookie quarterback and legitimately go look the stats up. I'm not trying to big him up or make him sound like he's insane. Mac Jones had one of the best rookie seasons for a quarterback of all time. He really did. And, and they got that team into the playoffs. The Patriots were a wild card team last year. And I went, wow, a wild card team. Yeah. How about that? Wow. With an awful offensive line, not very good offensive weapons, decent running game. I thought, wow, this could really be going in the right direction. And then Bill Belichick, who has some, legitimate questions to answer after what's the debacle this year brings back a guy who used to be his defensive coordinator left to do a brutal job of head coaching the Detroit lions. Then he yeah. brings Matt Patricia, Mr. Pencilier back to be the offensive coordinator and Mac Jones and the entire offense has taken a dramatic two step backwards and it all encapsulated in what Jacoby Myers tried to do the other day because it's they're undisciplined. The play calling is junk. Mac Jones is frustrated. Like they're it's, it's brutal. They tried to get a guy who is a defensive specialist to call offensive plays for them. And it has gone about as badly as it could. They need to fire Matt Patricia. I appreciate everything he did yeah. over the years as a Patriots guy. That was so, so frustrating. Two questions. Mm. All you can say is yes or no. Mm -hmm. Is Brady ever going to go back to the Patriots? No. Jimmy Garoppolo go back? No. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. I've heard, okay. that. I've heard that rumor. Both of them. But anyway, let's go. They got to move on. They got to move forward. No, 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 no. Let's Max, go. your guy. You, <laughs> That's you right. You can't do yeah, this. Move on.
Move on. Tom Brady next year, San Francisco 49er. All right. There you go. He's going home. Go. Okay. He's going home. Okay. We've that was been our version of the this. quiz. Yes. I like that. We've been teasing this all episode. We've had some good rants on the show, and we're probably missing a few, but the show's an hour, folks. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one that caught both our memories as one that needed to be revisited. As we all know, earlier this year in April, the Maple Leafs did what the Maple Leafs do. They make you think Mm. it's time, and then it just isn't. And the last grain of sand hit the pile at the bottom of the hourglass. But before the Game 7 loss, they had a chance to eliminate Tampa Bay in Tampa, and they lost, I believe, in overtime. Hell yeah. And on the way there, there were some controversial calls, some controversial non-calls. And here's what Mr. Clark had to say that night following the game. The Maple Leafs got tangled up in an overtime game as well, falling 4-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who forced a Game 7 on Saturday night. Clarky, you're decked out in all your regalia. You were watching at a friend's house. Uh, Break this down for me. Of course, I did not see the game. I just saw the goals and the highlights when I got home. Tell us how you're feeling right now. I'm feeling like uh, two things. They're jinxed. They're never going to win. And the league's against them. There's no question in my mind. It's unbelievable. The call that was made tonight reminded me back to Doug Gilmore time and how the referees in a one-goal game in game six of a series can call a phantom high stick is beyond me. That guy should not referee another game this playoff, like until the fight, like at all. He should not do it. If you don't see a stick hitting a guy in the face, you can't call it. You can't call it. Like, you have to see the stick hit the guy's face. Like, you just can't make it up. You can't say, oh, I think that hit his face. And foot. Oh, foot. Foot should be suspended. They got to start handing out suspensions for soccer-like plays. Oh, it hit me in the face. Oh! Like you're you're referring to Calfoot. Yeah, foot. I said foot. Yeah, Calfoot. Yeah, like, of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That shit has got to stop in this National Hockey League. Like they're getting away with it. So why would they keep? Why wouldn't they just keep doing it? And that's what happens in soccer. Like there's got to be someone upstairs who can see this and call it because you can't have it happen. Clarky's upset. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, I, again, I'm, I'm coming from this at a disadvantage because unfortunately due to my work covering the PGHL final tournament, I didn't get to watch the game. Hey, hold on. Adam's got the play. Have you seen it? I I've seen the rolling in question. Like, let's roll this high stick. Yeah. I've seen this small here, but I've seen this. Like it hits his underarm and like missed his face by a foot. Now, now again, yeah. Now again, Cal inches. They should call him. I, again, I saw that, and uh, there was a five on three that ensued off two high sticking miners uh, yeah. within yeah. sixteen seconds of each other. 
within 16 seconds of each other, the Leafs are up three, two in the third at that point. Yep. Um, yep. Now I, I don't, I don't wish to anger you further. I read on Twitter that the TNT crew had another angle that wasn't that one that showed it, that it did hit him in the face. I don't know if that's true. Cause I haven't seen that. Well, I don't know, but how that's what I saw it. people on Twitter and report like reporters tweeting that there was an angle where well, the stick hit him I, in the if face. that's the case, I take it all back. But that angle right there was pretty darn clear that it the didn't other, touch his face. So. The other bad one that people are are referring to that I'm sure you were eventually going to get to was Killorn. Oh, yeah. Adam's got that, too. You know, horse riding yep. Yep. Austin Matthews. Yep. Which. Watch this. Which this is this is very bizarre to me that this isn't called, but look, this is like, like, look at around, this. This is really bizarre. He's flying around like a holding kite. his jersey for more than five seconds. No call, no yeah, call that, whatsoever. I don't understand how that isn't isn't called. It uh, is called, but officials. the NHL wants as much revenue as they can get. A game seven in Toronto will make lots of revenue for a league who's missed a lot of time for COVID. So you know what. Let's look at th- th- that freeze frame, right? That that last. Yeah, he's frame pulling his jersey. Not only that, look at the ref right there, right there, five feet away. Yeah. Oh, the... I don't see anything. I don't see anything. It's okay. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. They're just wine whiners and sucks up there. They'll complain about anything. And the worst part, Ryan, is they let them play hockey tonight. Wow. 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 That was the, the rant of has, all rants. The red has just finally left uh, Clarkie's cheeks from that rant. It's uh, you finally returned to your regular pale. Complexion. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, you know what? Like it, that was, that was a tough night. And uh, no as doubt. I predicted, they, they didn't. Can I ask seven. you, can I ask you yeah, after that yeah. though, after that game, were you going into the game seven going, they're losing? Like, yes. had you given up? Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even though I don't blame like, you, I just wanted yeah, genuinely no, I, like, yeah, that was their chance. I kept thinking that was their chance and they <sighs> didn't do it. And just like against the LA Kings in 92, like they had a chance in game six and, and, you know, Doug Gilmore get high stick by Gretzky and no call. Yeah. What's up and, with the game sixes? Right. Yeah. I know they've got like a game six curse or something. Yeah. I don't but, know. This is their next year, the 2023. It's their year. Yep. He says wearing say. New York Rangers gear. That's okay. <laughs> that's, is the show over funny. yet? Yeah, the show's almost over. Obviously, World Cup ended. Messi won. You referenced soccer in that rant. I and did. I'm glad you did. Yeah. It's very poignant. I'm it I'm happy for accurate. Messi. I, I, outside of that, I don't care. I thought the tournament was one of the most, um, you know, obviously – marred if you want to call it that uh sporting events ever the sport washing there was just gross yeah Yeah. i never Mm -hmm. want to see a world cup held um Mm -hmm. at this time of year ever again i just thought it was a joke but i feel good for Messi. he's a legend he's done so much for the sport good for good for leo um yeah pretty pretty wild year and that was the that was the better rant i i think that there's still a dent in your desk but you know, it's a glass desk and it's amazing. It didn't break. <laughs> yeah. You, you it glass, gave it a pretty you know good what? whack. It was genuine. Like that was, that was yeah, like, you were me. mad. That was me. After, like, 
you know, with the You're boys upset. after the game and it just happened to be a camera on and, um, that, you know, it mm. was, it sucked. It really sucked the way that oh, all came, came it's the together. Worst. Yeah. It's crushing when that happens to your team, man. It's the worst. Like the yeah. only thing that I can think of close to that, where I was that mad was the helmet catch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Patriot Patriots giants. I, mean, I just uh, wish it hadn't have been any not a catch. No controversy. Like if they had just lost. Sure. Fine. Yeah. It's right? the worst, but when to it's not like, call to not call yeah. those things and then call like they were five on three in overtime in game six, five on three. Yeah. yeah. Like, come it's, on. Come it's on. the worst when it's marred by controversy. And then sure. a phantom like, call. A I thought a game loss. seven, you know, Justin Hall getting called interference yeah. When, yeah. for a play that, you know, Tavares scores a goal. Oh and, yeah. The pick play. Yeah. Yeah. Like it I happens 20 that. times a game and it's not called and no, no, it's going to be called here for sure. Anyway. All right, no, that was be, fun, though. That was more. a nice little uh, it was instigating fun. year in review. It was fun, and you referenced it in the clip as well. Producer Adam has it. Producer Adam always has it. Uh, props to Producer Adam. He puts the show together every week for yes. us so that our viewers on YouTube and, of course, Whiteman can watch it. Uh, props to him and uh, props to everybody for listening to the show, watching the mm -hmm. show. We've been getting a lot more views and listens and downloads yeah. lately. We really appreciate that. Please subscribe. Uh, Spread the word, subscribe. Um, every little bit helps. Uh, I do want to make one last little announcement here. Our buddy Jake Bull and Moss from Cool Bet, our great key sponsor, uh, has a couple NFL picks for the weekend. We're getting near the playoffs here. Yeah. He's got a couple picks to toss out here for the weekend. He likes Jake's the best. He's the expert. He likes Lions two and a half. How about the Lions? They might make the playoffs. The Detroit wow. Lions. Wow. In this, the year of our Lord, 2022, they might make the playoffs, Clarky. Detroit. Wow. There's hope for your Leafs. If the Detroit Lions can make the NFL playoffs, my God, the Leafs can win the cup. He likes Steelers two and a half and Giants Vikings over 48 points. I like that one too. The Vikings. How about that? The 33-0 the comeback. Jeff Saturday, my God, is <laughs> and I feel bad for Matt Ryan. He's on the worst uh, comeback loss in Super Bowl history, and he's on the wrong side of the worst regular season comeback loss in NFL regular season history. How about that? But yes, we appreciate everybody listening to and watching the show. Remember, can, uh, you can watch this show. Oh, go ahead, Clarky. Can I can I take it off? Is it? Yeah, you can I, take I, it off before I, we get you off camera. I, I, I definitely go back to normal. Filled the bet with honor. You right? did. Yes. There we go. We're done now. There we go. We're done now. Okay. We're done. We're done. Are you good? I'm good now. Thank you very much, Ryan, to you and uh, Kate and your families. Ha Merry Christmas and have a great new year. And we'll see you in the new yes. year. Yes. Yes. You too, sir. And same to producer Adam. All right. Remember yeah. everybody, you can watch this show Friday nights at eight, Sunday nights at night with our friends on Whiteman TV. That is channel six. For Whiteman subscribers, we debut on our YouTube channel every Friday night at 9. Follow us on social media at Instigating Pod. Thanks again to our great sponsors, Cool Bet Canada, the Listowel Squash Courts, Listowel Vision Care, and See the Game. I'm Ryan Drury for Clarky producer Adam and all of our great viewers and fans out there. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll see you in 2023.